Hello, family and friends. I'm here with day four with my pastor, Pastor Mark Pearl from Oasis Church at Evansville. And just so thankful for you, Pastor, and what the blessing you've been to my life for so many years. Now, back in the 19, late 1990s, I guess, when yeah. I started coming to church and Shelby and Tyler were just little back in those days, I guess. Yeah, you left them at church one day. I left them at church one time, but <laughs> don't try that, folks, as they call you up and make you come pick them up. Yeah, we have know. a no-child-left-behind policy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you better explain that to everybody yeah, so they'll know you're not a bad that's parent. That's true. Terry thought I had the kids and vice versa. We drove separately and... Obviously, neither one of us had the kids. Well, me and my wife had the kids. Yeah. <laughs> they were so young, we were carrying them around in those days. And yeah. now here they are. One's bit... out of college, and one's getting ready to graduate from Praise college. Praise God. And kids so. are such a blessing, and grandkids are are a great blessing, too. So. Amen. Well, Pastor, so excited to have you. We've got into the your testimony up to, towards the end when, the, when you gave your heart to Jesus and so let's just pick it up there where you left off in terms right, of we'll uh, where that. you were. Thank you. Yeah, you know, that's probably about, I'm going to say, 19, 20 years old. I still haven't, I still haven't given my life to Jesus. And, you know, the blinders, have, they're coming off. And I'm making progress because now, you know, instead of listening to Led Zeppelin and smoking marijuana, I'm listening to some preacher and smoking marijuana. <laughs> so <laughs> we're making some progress here. Yeah, we're not out of the woods yet, but we're coming. Yeah, and yeah. so... About that time, I began to feel like, it's hard to explain, hard to put in words, but I just began to have this knowing inside of me, I'm called to preach the gospel. And so, you know, I even mentioned to one of my friends, he goes, because I think, I think even my mom had maybe mentioned something like me, I think you're called to preach the gospel. But I'd, I'd been thinking about it. I mentioned to one of my friends, he goes, you're not going to really do that, or, or are you going to do that? And I said, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but it got so strong that there was a famous preacher in those days on TV. Everybody, if I mentioned him, everybody heard of him, you know. And so I wrote him a letter, and I said, look, here's the situation, you know. I'm not born again. I'm not saved. I probably didn't use the word born again. I probably didn't know it, but I knew the term saved. I'm not saved. I'm doing drugs. You know, I, I'm, I drink, you know, excessively. And I just described my lifestyle I said, but I feel like I'm called to preach. Could this be possible? Well, in about two weeks, I got a letter back from the ministry, and it was a really good letter. And, and in the letter, they said, yes, it's very possible that you're called to the ministry. They said, the first thing you need to do is give your life to Jesus Christ. <laughs> I thought, well, that's pretty wise advice. You know, yeah. you ought to get saved before you, before you start the ministry. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's people in the ministry that aren't even born again yet, yeah. aren't even saved, don't even know yeah. what it means. But anyway, they, that's another podcast, I guess. Yeah. And then they said something that was really smart. He said, because he said, you need, and then you'll need to find a local church because you're, that's where you're going to grow up and that's where you're going to get, you know, established and that's where your ministry will come out of mm -hmm. and so it was just really super good advice i didn't i didn't realize how good of advice it was at the time because i didn't know jesus but later on as i look at the advice of the man that's exactly what i would have told somebody so you know that was in october of 1981 in december of 1981 i started going to a, a church in our area on sunday nights I don't know that I went, you know, consistently every Sunday night, but I think I probably did. I think I think maybe for about three or four Sundays in a row, maybe maybe I missed one Sunday, but I went about four Sundays in a row. Maybe missed a Sunday 
and then picked it back up, you know. And assuming you went at nighttime because it was too early to get up in the morning, right? <laughs> Absolutely, man. I mean, I, I mean I'm mean, i not kidding you. I'd say my normal get-home time was anywhere between 4 and 6.30 in the morning. <laughs> so I'm not making Sunday morning church, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, and this church was kind of a unique church, you know, like our church, our biggest service is Sunday morning. Their biggest service was Sunday night. They had an evangelistic service on Sunday night. Sunday morning was more of a teaching Sunday school mm-hmm. type, which fed the believers. Yeah. But Sunday night, they, they preached the gospel, and they reached out to the lost. And so, you know, I went to this church, and the pastor, he preached the word. The first night I went, you know, all I could think about is if I ever get out of here, I'll never come back. <laughs> because they, they the power of God manifested in that church. It wasn't one of these dead churches, you know. But you know what? Something got inside of me. The power of God got in me. Wow. You know, sometimes we think, oh, we don't want any, we don't want any power manifested because it might scare sinners. Oh no, no, no. That's what sinners need. Yeah. They need to see the power of God, the true power of God. Come on. So then, you know, when Sunday night rolled around again, I started feeling this like, hey, you need to go back to church. And so I did. I went back. And oh, I got to be honest with you. Once again, I thought, if I ever get out of here alive, I'm never coming back. Because <laughs> I thought, I don't belong here. These are holy yeah. people. These are yeah. God, righteous people. And I'm just a druggie. I don't belong here. Yeah. But you know what? Something got in me. The third Sunday rolls around, I go back. This night, the pastor preaches on the rapture of the church. Now, if you don't know what the rapture is, it's a time in the near future when Jesus is going to come back and get all of his saints and take them to heaven before the great tribulation and the Antichrist appear on this earth. And so he preached the message, and I kid you not, man, he made it come alive. I mean, I was on the edge of my seat. And all of a sudden, he says, what's that I hear? And I'm thinking, I don't hear anything. (laughs) And I don't know where I got this at, and I'm not saying it's true, but somewhere I had in my mind that, when the trumpet blows and the rapture takes place, sinners won't hear that trumpet. Mm-hmm. So I thought, oh my gosh, I'm missing the rapture setting in church. <laughs> I'm serious. I really thought I was. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden that pastor goes, <laughs> like he's blowing a trumpet, you know. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh man, he's just preaching. And he gave an altar call that night, Brother Grave. Twelve people responded and gave their lives to Jesus Christ, but I wasn't one of them. Because I just couldn't seem to overcome this. What am I going to tell everybody? I'm a heavy drug user. I run around with druggies. They don't just let you go easy, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, how am I going to tell all 500 people that I party with, you know, that, mm-hmm. hey, I'm a Christian, I'm a believer, I don't do drugs now. They're not just going to accept that. Yeah. And so I had to overcome that, which I did. And here's what I found out. If you tell, if you be the pressure the peer pressure, you know, we hear about peer pressure. Mm-hmm. You be the pressure and you tell them really strong, I gave my life to Jesus Christ. Hey, it works. Yeah. It seems like all the other 499 find out from that one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because when I gave my life to Jesus, one of my best friends, and we partied all the time together, he calls me, he says, hey, my sister got married. We're having a party at my house. I'm coming to get you. I said, well, I'm not going. I'm not coming. He said, oh, yeah, you are. I said, no, I'm not. He said, why aren't you coming? I said, I got saved. He said, saved from what? I said, saved from hell. Yes. You know, 
And then the next weekend, he came over to my house to try to drag me out of the house, and I gave him a track by Brother Hagen, Kenneth E. Hagen, on I Went to Hell. Come on. You know, so I learned if you'll approach it that way, they will leave thee alone. Yeah. You know. Amen. But anyway, back to the, the, my church story. On the fourth night that I went on Sunday night to this church, that I don't, I couldn't even tell you what the, what pastor preached on this time. But what it, I just knew I'm coming to give my life to Jesus. I'm not going to let what other people think or their opinions of me keep me from serving God. It's not their life. It's my life. Yeah. And so just kind of to close this testimony out, how I got where I'm at, just in a real quick synopsis. I'd been going to this church for two weeks. This church was a growing, thriving church. And I'd been safe for two weeks. I'm going to this church for two weeks, okay? And this church is looking to actually hire an associate to help the pastor. And so they've been thinking about it, I guess been looking. I'm in safe for two weeks, and the pastor, God shows him supernaturally that I'm to be his associate pastor. I heard him say to one of the elders, he said, we don't need to look for an associate pastor, that's him right there. Mm-hmm. And so, well, they didn't make me associate pastor right away. Yeah. But, you know, I grew, and about a year later, they did make me their associate pastor and, yeah. and put me on full-time, and that's how I got my start in the ministry with this church. They wow. they hired me full-time, and, and I helped pastor yeah. and was his associate and preached every Wednesday night. And then here we are, 40 years later, I'm still doing it. Yeah, well, Pastor, you know, one thing is if you would pray tonight, I really felt strong in my spirit. There's people out there listening, and you've been struggling. Maybe some of you have given your heart to Jesus. Some of you haven't. But, you know, the devil... He works hard to keep people out of the ministry that have that calling. And I believe there's people listening today. You have a calling on your life. And I just want to encourage you, and Pastor's going to pray for you, to answer that call. It doesn't matter what's in the rearview mirror. That's all done, right? Paul told us to press forward. And just want to encourage you that to answer that call, it's not too late. You can still fulfill your calling in exactly. your life. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, the devil will do that, Brother Greg, as you know as well as I do. He'll try to tell you, you've done messed your life up too bad. Are you kidding me? The Apostle Paul said he was the chiefest of sinners. The chiefest. But he said, God's grace. I am what I am by the grace of God. Matter of fact, the Bible says, he that's forgiven much loves much. So God has a special place in his heart for people who have really screwed their lives up. And he wants to use them. Yeah. Let me pray for you. Father, if there's people listening, and we believe they are, there are people listening today that... You, maybe the calling of God's on their life. Maybe to be a pastor or an evangelist or apostle or, or, or maybe someday an apostle or a prophet or teacher, whatever they might be called to of the fivefold ministry. They're out there. They're listening. We pray for them, Lord, that they'll answer that call. We, we, bind this, we bind Satan's work. We bind his voice in the name of Jesus and say these people are going to come and they're going to answer the call. They're going to rise up in these last days and preach the gospel. And some of those are going to do great things for God Almighty. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. If you if you made that prayer and you made that commitment, you know, feel free to contact Pastor. I'm sure he'd be happy to help get you direction. Yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. Pastor, how would they contact you? Well, the best way probably to contact me would yeah, I'm still old fashioned. Yeah, I mean call call the phone number. Yeah. <laughs> our our office number is eight one two. Four seven six fifty four forty, and if no one answers, the answer machine will take your message. Hey, leave me a message; I'll get back to you. Praise God! Well, thank you, Pastor. Tomorrow we'll get into something different. And folks, we're so happy that uh, you could spend some time with us. We love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today, and remember, Jesus thought about you.
on the cross at Calvary.